In the darkest depths of the Twist My Arm Network, there were three nerdy dudes. But they were no ordinary dudes. These dudes were Marvel fanboy dudes. They bleed Marvel. If there was ever a time for these three nerdy dudes to come out of the shadows and spew all their Marvel chunks, it was the year 2021. We are the Marvel Canon Madness Podcast. Hey, how's it going, you marvelous monsters? So, as you can tell, we've kind of mixed it up again. You have a new host. I mean, I've been here before, but I haven't had the hosting duties. Uh, that was an amazing new intro video, huh? If you're not watching live, you should be. I don't know why you're not, but uh, our co-host Josh just made that badass new video for us, and it was pretty incredible, pretty spot on. I liked it a lot. Thanks, dude. I try. Uh, I, you know, I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm freaking stoked to get this going. Uh, I have watched this episode more than any other Marvel show that's come out, and I'm so stoked to talk about this episode. But uh, perfect. Well, let's get it started. We haven't forgotten anything, right? Oh, we have. <laughs> we also have our co-host Roy with us tonight. As always, Yay. as usual. Hello. How's everyone doing? Doing fantastic. This episode was great. Uh, so yeah. You you know we're uh, we're a night off on our mm. recording because of me because this episode was so bad it made me ill. <laughs> oh <my> um, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. This episode was lit. Oh, oh my god! Inspired. So good. You're such a par for the course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, so um, I guess I'm, I'm just, stoked uh, to, to start. Yeah, I was going to say, like, stoked to be live for one. And everyone watching live right now, thank you for joining us. Um, if you haven't seen the episode yet, heavy, heavy, heavy spoilers <laughs> coming. So make sure to skedaddle, go watch the episode, then come back and either listen to the podcast or finish the ep- this show with us. Um, yep. But again, thank you all for joining us in the live chat. And if you want to join us in live chats, if you're listening to this as a podcast version, we always go live on Wednesdays normally if Roy isn't sick. Um, mm. But normally we go live Wednesdays and uh, we go about eight o'clock uh, mountain time. So I'm glad that Roy is feeling better and I'm excited. I'm excited oh. for this. It was an excuse to watch the episode seven more times. You're right, uh, Jesse. There were spoilers review. in my intro, but uh... <laughs> whoops, <laughs> not very many. Though. Though. I mean, not, right? not like not anything crazy. It wasn't like they were bad spoilers. I don't think. I mean, whatever. you really have to Chip. slow it down to catch them. Yeah, yep. <laughs> kind of, I guess. Yeah, there's a but lot Chip. going on. And uh, in that vein, like I feel like we're going to talk about this episode a lot. So I kind of wanted to mix it up. We're going to get our usual end of the episode stuff out of the way. That way I can kind of keep track of time a little bit better. And that way we can mm. just dig into it. Because there was so much going on this episode. There's so much going on next episode. Um, so we really just want to get into that. So uh, with that being said, any uh, any shout outs from you guys this week? Got a shout out from Roy. 
I I did not prep a shout out this week. Um, I, you know, it's it's one of those things that I think I'm gonna leave my shout out for something grand, for something great, and on the season finale. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Any shout outs, Josh? Of course. Uh, I want to shout out the Green Shirt Podcast. Um, I was just, they just dropped an episode with me on their show. Um, it was a really, really fun episode uh, hanging out with Cameron and, and the gang. Um, definitely check out Green Shirt Podcast. It's, they're just talking about Star Trek. It's, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm branching out into different things. So I went and talked some Star Trek for a little bit. And uh, I think you guys would be surprised about my knowledge on Star Trek. <laughs> so I don't think I would. You seem like that kind of nerd. That's that's like a uh, a variant of Star Wars, right? You're Is a that variant. Shoot, right? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear about that Zack Snyder thing going on with Netflix? Where apparently Not he really. wrote uh, he wrote a script for a new Star Wars movie and it got turned down by Disney. And so Netflix picked it up and they just have to change a bunch of, you know, names and everything <laughs> but Jesus. apparently netflix is gonna put out Zack snyder's star wars <laughs> awesome okay that's interesting <laughs> it's, yeah you know, wow i think he did the same thing but it appeared on bang bros and it was called star wars i'm, <laughs> star I'm not entirely wars. sure that's a also, this episode is rated pg-13 and or r so <laughs> I, i've got our r out of the way already our thing. What are things we googled when we were 13, Alex? <laughs> no shit. Um, but that's so all the shout outs that I got. Other than yeah. I want to shout out the director of this episode because he killed it. <laughs> and the writers. Yeah. Directed some Rick and Morty too, right? I think that it was the writer. He wrote some Rick and Morty. Um, okay. Yeah. We'll get into cool, that a cool. little later, though. There's some similarities between Rick and Morty and this episode that are it's pretty funny. So anyway, nice, nice. I uh, my shout out is basically just Richard E. Grant for dealing the show. Like Old Man Loki is awesome. I was uh, I was laughing at his costume when we first got a glance at him, but like, oh man, mm. he is so cool. What a beast! Yeah, well portrayed. That's my shout out. This guy, this guy. It's really hard to do this backwards camera thing with the picture behind me. I can't. <sighs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> um, so that closes out our shout outs. I think we'll go yes. ahead and get into our Casey's desk. We're going we're gonna to go straight into Casey's cart, huh? We're just going to. All right. You're the host. Right into it. Let's do this. Right into it. So we're going to knock out our shots of the show and our quotes of the show. Uh, we usually do that at the end, but we're just going to get them out of the way. And then uh, when we get to that scene, we'll uh, dive into them in more detail, obviously. So we'll kind of touch over what we liked about it more and not have to repeat ourselves. Yeah, that's uh, uh, so let's go ahead. Me, we'll, man. I mean, yeah. like you were saying, this, there's going to be a lot to talk about with this episode. So I, I think it's probably good. Uh, this is why we said spoilers at the beginning because we are going to have a couple spoilers um, right now before we get into the show. So yep, yep. a couple. Um, and you were couple. saying, and you're saying, Josh, that you wanted to do Roy, then you. 
Yeah. Is that the order yeah, you said worked best? Sorry. Yeah, cool. let's, sure. let's do that. So, so we will go ahead and start um, with Roy then. Yeah, let me just bring that up here. Right here. There we go. Uh, all right. So this song, uh, this scene is a scene with Dom Dom Toretto, and he <laughs> is saying that family. No, I'm joking. Out. You're fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> all right. Oh, so, and, uh, no, this, this scene was like a culmination of the entire series right now, and this this really hit me in the feels because it was literally mobius and loki hugging that's not all this meant i mean loki has admitted the entire series that he's never really had a friend and then you get this and you got a friend in me. when he hugs when mobius hugs loki he says to sylvie you're my favorite but it's a double entendre because loki is hugging him and can't see who he's talking to. So he thinks that he's, he's Mobius's favorite as well. So it's, <laughs> it's sweet and it's comical and you know, it's a good, it's, <laughs> it's good mischief and friendship for Loki. That is why this shot did it for me. Plus, if you look at that little plant there, it looks like the top of it's a heart. Too much, yeah. too much. All right. What uh, what's the what's the minute marker for this one? By the way, for everyone watching, uh, this one was I believe it was thirty seven thirteen. Cool, 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 cool. Um, and then I believe it's up. It's up to me now. It's up to me. So mine is at minute marker thirty nine. 50 and it's this bad boy this was at the very beginning as jesse was talking about the spoilers in the intro i did use this shot um in as as my shot of the show because do i do i need to say anything else about this shot no this isn't a spoiler this is gene gray in the phoenix force um <laughs> that's what i thought <laughs> I so thought, uh, that's, this that's is how they're bringing shot, the though. mutants in, right? Yep. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I guess. All right, Chip, you're up. Oh man, you're asking me for the actual timestamp. I cannot find the text <laughs> where I sent you the actual timestamp. God, no, I my shot you, of the show. You're, you're I thought 40, it was. You're at forty minutes and nineteen seconds. Gorgeous. So at four <laughs> minutes, 15 seconds, this gorgeous shot of Asgard, like fully recreated. Um, very impressive. I I just thought like, thought it was pretty awesome. He like materialized the entire city out of nothing. It also shows you kind of like how impressive Eliath is. Because he's massive and he eats that whole thing. Um. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's not much. There I don't know. Eat, maybe though, not quite sure. as impressive at first seems, <laughs> but uh, we'll get into that. I'll uh, cool. get into some of my theory on that. Hey, man, you, you you wanted to flip the script. You know, it's funny that it's actually really fitting that you uh, flip the script on this episode, considering the very beginning of this episode starts out as the camera flips upside down. So, yeah, the initial pan it, it makes, was it makes a lot of sense. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um 
did you what i did you want to let's do let's we were going to talk about some black widow predictions i think but let's hold those off till the very end of this episode we'll do that right before we play the what if trailer that just dropped today actually lucky us we got a what if trailer today and it's mm. sick so yeah yeah. Um, no, that works. Absolutely. I think so. I'm going to bring up the synopsis and listen, I basically tried to describe as much as I could in the synopsis. So, cause this episode is nothing but Easter eggs. It's nothing but a Marvel comics, Marvel cinematic universe. It is a wet dream for any fan that has ever read the comics or, or watched all these movies. There are so many things to talk about. And in all actuality, the story is very, very simple for this episode. So here we go. Loki, episode five, Journey into Mystery. Everything is flipped, turned upside down, as we learn that Loki was sent to the void. Sylvie quickly learns about this new temporal pocket at the end of time from Renslayer. After some quick prune thinking, Sylvie joins Loki in the void and they must quickly learn how to survive while being guided by some familiar and even more familiar faces. Good synopsis. You've got a point. I feel like they should, okay. use, your, uh, they should use your synopses. <laughs> um, I did that. Sorry, did you have a quote of the show start? though? We. Oh, we I glossed over that. Did quote. you have a quote? Oh, yeah. I did forget. We about did our quote. shots. I honestly, I, out of with how many times I watched the show, I really don't have a quote. Okay, I've got two. I'll cover you. What about Roy? Okay. Do you have a good quote for the show? I do. You could uh, throw a rock out here, and you could hit a Loki. I mean, that's not the one I thought you'd pick. All right, but I had two yeah. prepped. I like that one too. I thought it was a pretty yeah. funny one. I thought it was a good callback to the cockroach. Um mm -hmm. the phrase that Mobius had calling every Loki basically a cockroach, you know, they just refuse to give up and die, and then you get here and it's nothing but Loki's. Except for mm -hmm. one Mobius. Mobius is yeah, Joe from Joe's apartment. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's a deep reference there. Yeah. So, uh, so Josh's quote of the show then is uh, going to be when President Loki gets betrayed and he yells at his uh, quote-unquote subordinates. He says, why you beef with half-face scrubbed scrubs? That was uh, pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> Dig right there. All right. That, yeah, that, I, that was my line of the show. It was wonderful. I loved it. It was great. Then uh, my line of the show, then, uh, I think my line of the show, there were a lot of really good lines. Uh, I thought there were a lot of them that were cool. I thought it was my line of the show is going to be when uh, our Loki asks, you let kid Loki wear the horns? Which I thought was funny. It's like he wears the pants in the relationship. He's like wearing the horns because <laughs> he's not the only one physically wearing a headdress with horns on it. So it's not mm -hmm. about like him wearing horns physically and i was that's great i was like that's a fantastic expression so that was my quote of the show oh there's a lot of horns in this episode too some of them are you have to actively look to find 
Mm. Indeed. Uh, and with all that out of the way, let's get into it. That first intro shot was fantastic. Like Josh said, um, the flip upside down through the elevators, decapitated robot yeah, and then, head. And mm. you still see, listen, this whole episode, they are prepping you for Kang. Like this is, this is yep. like a, a big, big here, here comes Kang, you know? So you open up with the shot of the robot who looks mysteriously like, the comic book Kang, like he's got very good similarities or very big similarities. And then with the opening of the city, you see the, the Avengers tower with on the side, it says it's Q E N G, which is Kang, which in obviously the comics like was, uh, uh, was it, I can't, I can't remember who portrayed him, but he ended up being Kang the conqueror after he bought the Avengers tower, turned it into Kang enterprises, all this stuff. Like mm. you got to see uh, the, I was yeah, the Dr. Uh, Strange Daniel. sanctum Semporium or whatever. Yeah, you get to see the that thing there. chilling yep. there. Um, just all the, all, I mean, all the buildings, there were so many buildings that you couldn't really break them all down, but yeah, they're, they're really, really prepping you for, for Kang here. I feel like, they're, yeah, definitely. They're doing all they can to get you to think that Kang is the big bad. That's yep. Jesse, I will true. prove you right later in this show, and I promise you I will. Because I also believe it is it is Loki. <laughs> so I'd also like to point out that as that's zooming in and you see all those um, buildings, when it gets to the open kind of like park, if you look, there are a ton of tram cars in there. And mm. we know that we're going to get a fight in Shang-Chi uh, Shang that is on tram cars. So mm. it kind of makes me oh, think that maybe maybe each one of those is something that happened that shouldn't have. That was... Just, yeah. you know, it, it's probably stretching, but it, it's like I notice one... It two, could be a Spider-Man reference, too. Yeah, four... Four tram cars just by looking at that little screen. Maybe it's all so. the times that he didn't hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, I mean, and just the concept of the void itself, where everything goes at the end of time, is mm. huge. It's it's I don't think it's much of a coincidence that we are getting the what if trailer the day after Loki episode five airs yes. with the void. I th I do not think there's that's a coincidence because I think what if is going to kind of branch off from the TVA and that kind of stuff. Like you're, we're probably going to open up with Owen Wilson guarding the timeline, and they see a branch and they're like, "Oh, we got to go clip this real quick," and you know it's Killmonger saving Tony. Like it. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But I but I really think that uh, that there's going to be. A lot more to do with this void as the series or the MCU goes on. I feel like stories are just going to be ever expanding at this point. There's right. to me, there is nothing that they cannot touch on at this point. They are, they're killing it. And you know, the craze on it, people were like, Oh, the Marvel movies are a fad. They're eventually going to wear out. I, I don't think they are. I think they're, they're literally doing every nerd's wet dream right here. 
and <laughs> they're showing you yeah. everything could exist. Yeah. The Thanos copter was in this episode. Yes, they're showing you everything in comics and in movies can exist. Mm-hmm. There's no limits yeah. anymore. Yeah, uh, it's pretty. So, uh, it really opens it up. They have a lot of uh, they have a lot of random stuff they can use, like going forth of this like so many random one shots that they can make a movie out of or a cartoon um, mm-hmm. limited runs that they could use for like a season or two of something like oh so you cool know options you know they're gonna make full use of that now that they agree they put it so disney and marvel entertainment put out today a article that they are no longer signing multi-movie deals they want their actors to be in uh, so enamored with the role that they're playing that they want to continue the series. So mm. I think that I think in a way that means that we're going to see more um, variants, not well, more variants, but I think we're going to see more involvement from the actors to the directing point of view. Like more actors are going to be willing to come in and produce the stuff, you know. And well, when you have writers already writing your story for you, and yes, other people yeah. writing your scripts for you, there's really not much else to do but you know direct and produce. Well, and that's you don't think the thing, they're just though. trying to save some money? Yeah. Well, that's you know, corporations always trying to cut costs. You know, they got. I mean, like, <laughs> but, like honestly, that's what I thought when I heard that i was like oh yeah because like after three or four movies robert Downey jr be making three four hundred million every time he puts on the suit maybe we killed that character off <laughs> whereas yeah. like bucky and sam i don't know what they're making not that much and they're both excited about it so they're like yeah put me in movies put me in more movies <laughs> they can make 10 movies right. with them and still make still have paid less than they would have to yeah. Robert Downey Jr. So like money, money talks. Well, they Jesse got plenty of stories point. for side characters. And Jesse makes a good point. They could just prune whoever they want. Whatever you know, doesn't if, work. If some, if an actor doesn't want to come back, look, if Captain Marvel, Brie Larson doesn't want to come back, they'll just prune her. We're like, yeah, hey, she yeah. wasn't the real Captain Marvel anyway. This is, you know, we can and do CG or comic. getting pruned. Yeah. Terrence Howdy, exactly. Terrence Howard, Rhodey, pruned. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's right. the new. That's the new theory. Dude got taken off by the TVA. He got pruned. That makes sense. So does that mean that all these characters have been sent to the void? You know, like oh yeah, Edward Norton pruned. Potentially, Dude, yeah. What happens? I at the end of Black Widow, she's just like chilling you know she just won her battle against taskmaster who just so happens to be uh the stupid wyatt russell character or whatever and uh and then all of a sudden here comes the tva and they're like yeah you don't belong here and just pruner dude if wyatt russell is the goddamn taskmaster i'm gonna throw my controller through my tv like and that is an actual risk for me because I'm buying it to like I'm watching it here at home tonight, and oh my god, if Why Russell takes off that mask, I'm gonna need a new TV. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Dude. we we do know that's not true. The actor that's accredited isn't uh, 
Oh, I can't think of his name. Wyatt Russell, yeah. Duh. Who's the actor that's credited for it? <laughs> uh, we can look that up quick. Uh, look it up right now. I got you. He is from Lovecraft uh, County or something similar to B-15. Okay. Okay. Well, whatever. All right. It's still going to be. It's still gonna be Wyatt Russell. <laughs> he's like, he's gonna have some part in this. Um, but so yeah, that, no, go ahead. They, I was just gonna say they really didn't hesitate to move this story quick. You know, like Loki wakes up, he sees a giant cloud. He's like, oh no, what's that? They're like, that's Elioth. He's gonna eat us. Let's go to our hideout. And then they go to their hideout. And then the next thing is like Sylvie. And she's like, hey, Renslayer, screw you. You're going to tell me everything that's going on. Renslayer lies. Big surprise. And so then Sylvie steals her tempad. And, you know, now that she knows that she goes to a void, she just prunes herself. And like, boom, here we are. They're all in the same place now. I feel like it all happened so fast. And I watched this episode five times. Since we had some extra time, I, I watched this episode a lot. And just every time I was like, oh my God, that was so quick. It was like, and not as not nearly as whiplashic as uh, Rise of Skywalker, episode nine, because that was like pow, 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 storyline. And this one was a little less like that, but it was still, you know, you got, you got in there really quick um, so you could learn you know, about Elioth and classic Loki a little more. It was, you know, he focused a lot more on Elioth and the, and the other Lokis um, by bypassing where they are and how they got there. <laughs> True. Um, really nice, way, quick, easy summary from Ravona about uh, like what the void is. Nice, quick, real succinct, right. moving on. Well, the Loki's have a plan. Just don't die. The Loki's do. Just don't die. Yep. And and it was very scientific with with uh, Renslayer um, saying that you know other matter gets sent over here because I can't. I don't. I'm not scientifical or anything like that. But I'm pretty sure that there's some science thing that says matter cannot be destroyed. It can only be dispersed or something like that. And yeah. so technically yeah. they're not destroying the matter when they're getting rid of it in the timelines. They're just moving it to this void, which here we go with Kang watch again, mm -hmm. could be his, like his surrounding his palace, right? This is what people, this is what I keep hearing. And you know, well, look, I've been in the comics calling for Kang all, all season, but after what I saw on this episode, I am convinced that it is not Kang. <laughs> Uh, King does have a city called Chronopolis. Chronopolis. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, basically just a bunch of stuff. It's time displaced all surrounding his palace in a big city. Um, so, Definitely I mean, not a I don't city, know. They're really pointing. Yeah, they're really, they're really kind of leaning towards that Kang reveal. Yeah. Kind of like they but, lean towards a certain other characters' reveal in a certain other Disney plus show called WandaVision. Mm. 
You mean how they laid breadcrumbs the whole time and then revealed that it was Agatha all along? You're right, <laughs> just like this. It's Kang. Kang all along. <laughs> it's just going to be Agatha in the castle. And she's going to be like, ha ha, suckers. <laughs> I wouldn't even be disappointed by that. <laughs> Watch, it's Wanda. I would feel cheated by that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Wanda. The, the, the whole multiverse is now X. Um, so... Eliath, tell me a little bit about Eliath, um, Chip, because I don't know much about him as far as comic history goes. Well, he's like a um, multi, like a multi-temporal being. He can like basically shift between time and space. Uh, he's a big like opponent of Kang in the comics. Um, so I don't know. It kind of like I don't know. It, but like in the comics, he would it would almost make sense that he's like keeping Kang locked up, but, um, okay. I don't know. Like he, he was one of the first creatures to like break the bound binds of time and start shifting around to different timelines and shit. Um, and, um, uh, I want to say he was definitely like an enemy of Kang and the TVA and stuff. Uh, he was not a huge, like not a huge character in comics. Didn't have tons and tons of storylines, but like, the ones he was involved in were like very heavily Kang oriented. What up, Roy? Yeah, so I was going to say, yeah. So um, the we do know that Eliath in the show is a variant of our real life Eliath, because Eliath does exist in our reality, like legit real life. Like you're talking real life, real life, real life, real life. Did oh. you uh, know that uh, Epsilon Ursus Majoris is actually named Eliath? The mm. Big Dipper. Oh. Yeah. Astronomy Interesting. fact. Interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Also, <laughs> Jesse points out that Eliath looked a lot like Galactus from Fantastic Four and the Silver Surfer. Yeah. And so, I, I did get that vibe. So Galactus is probably a variant of Eliath. You Maybe. He's named differently. Dude, this, this is literally how they're going to throw every other Marvel property away. You know, they're like, oh, those X-Men? Yeah, they're variants. Screw them. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, nobody cares I, about that universe. I think if we got Galactus, <laughs> I legitimately want to see the 10-story, you know, guy in purple you know, fighting the real Avengers. I want to see that instead of just some cloudy mouth and glowy eyes. And that's yeah, that not exciting. Terrible. No, you know, uh-uh. I mean, Eliath is exciting, but Galactus as a big cloudy form, not exciting. I want to see the big purple dude smashing everything like a kaiju. Well, and it's because he did. He looked, he looked awesome he looked like a giant dragon in a cloud mm-hmm. it was epic a serpent it maybe, also made maybe me Eliath is a, a variant of Loki it's a giant serpent and they do say we're ser- we prefer to be serpents in the episode yeah I got demon bear vibes off of it from like new oh, mutants new yeah I got demon bear vibes off of it yeah, I, I gave like it, that like, movie. Did you see that movie? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. New Mutants? 
Oh no, I still haven't seen. I haven't seen that yet. Dude, Mm. you should check it out. I liked it. It's it's pretty good for what it is and how long it was delayed and all the production hell they went through. It's Mm. it's pretty good. I would. uh, I agree, Jesse. By the way, that they should use the Galactus comic accurate version. No, that they were using this to kind of conceptualize what they can do on what kind of scale. Oh sure. You know, sure. how this, much is this whole take up? Yeah. Disney Plus experiment has done that with Loki, WandaVision, and Falcon Winter Soldier. I think it's all been kind yeah. of an experiment as to what yeah. they can do. And they, if, if you've been watching Ant Man, you know that slowly, every time we've seen Ant Man and he's grown, he has gotten bigger. So, right there is kind of a, a looking point of how big can we make a character and still make it viable for the screen? and not look overly cinematic or overly CGI'd, I would say. You just make the viewers fall in love with the character first, and then they don't give a shit. That's true. I'm telling you, I would watch a movie with everyone running right in front of Ant-Man's legs. (laughs) (laughs) And just like, or I'd watch a movie where Ant-Man's super tiny. And there's just legs running around him. And, you know, he's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. But isn't that just Ant Man? Yeah, like, isn't that yeah, just see? the plot of Ant Man? See, see. Um, but yeah, I. Galactus has got to be the end all be all, right? I mean, if, if it's any. If the first phase, the, if the golden age of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is any indication of what we're going to get. We're going to have that first villain that's being controlled by another villain that's being controlled by another villain. You know, it's like a chain of events. It's like a, it's like a food chain of villains. And but by Ultron the end of it, you'll get to Galactus. No, Ultron wasn't. Um, but Loki didn't technically talk to Thanos. He was talking to the other guy had given him all this stuff, like Thanos's right-hand man was talking to him about stuff like the loki didn't really communicate with him firsthand you know it was always through some sort of um projection it was uh the thanos's herald and then uh ronan yes right right and so you know it, you find out loki's working for thanos but at first he's you're noticing the herald and then the herald is controlled by thanos so it's kind of a chain or a ladder, as as you will. Um, and I think we'll get the same kind of thing. And even with Ultron, he was a spinoff villain that they could do that as well with Doctor Doom. You know, you have the spinoff villain to bring in new characters, just like they did with the Age of Ultron to bring in Scarlet Witch and Vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they use that basic throwaway villain that they could just get rid of real quick to introduce more characters so yeah i think it would be uh um to answer uh bill mekon's question uh so tony stark's suit is powered off the arc reactor ant-man's suit is powered off of the pym particles yeah yeah, yeah, there's not a there's not a ton of power going through the suit it's it's using basically quantum mechanics to shrink and expand. 
and the particle was like the missing piece to the puzzle of yeah shrinking and stuff right so uh, i mean i, I guess mean, you could you could use the arc reactor for like when you're when they were taking the ship or the shuttle down into uh yeah whatever the, but you'd still have to use pim particles yes uh, the part yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah the i don't really know i don't know how technology as far works. as i as far as I knew, the particle was basically just a chemical. You can have it in any delivery system you want, and it'll size yeah. things for you. Not get necessarily a power source. Yeah, yeah, because they'll shrink um, a building. Like you don't need a power source to shrink the building. It's the particles themselves that are doing the shrinking. Right, and I. Uh, I don't think we need Hank Pym, Tony Stark, and Reed Richards working on a project together because that's how we get the negative zone, and then all the bad stuff happens. So cool I think that's exactly time. what we need. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think we absolutely need the negative zone because negative zone gives us annihilus, which gives us the annihilus wave. Nova confirmed. Mm. For like the Bronze Age of the MCU, oh, we're in the Silver Age. Remember, we just yeah. finished the Golden Age. We're in the Silver Age. So in the Bronze Age of the MCU, we'll get the uh, like right at the end of the Silver, we'll we'll get the Negative Zone being made by you know Fantastic Four guys and all that, and then true that'll but start already, off. We have already had baby. that link to Annihilus with Lamentus. So I mean, right. if, uh, we know it's out there. Link to the Fantastic Four through Kang if they reveal him when he gets revealed. Uh, he's a like descendant of Reed Richards. Yeah. So ah. his name's his real name's Nathaniel Richards, isn't it? Yep, Nathaniel yeah. Richards, aka Kang the Conqueror. Yep. And that's who buy. That's who I was trying to remember earlier. Uh, Nathan Richards buys the Avengers Tower, turns it into Kang Enterprises. And then you find out later on that he's Kang the Conqueror. So he's Jesse, going by uh, Nathaniel. Oh, sorry, he's going by Nathaniel Griffin at the time as an alias. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what were Jesse, you saying, real Roy? Quick, Jesse, for your ages, um, the reason they call it Gold Age, Silver Age, Bronze Age isn't because it's the best age. It's because it was the age that started it. And thus, it was the rarest age. So as they come, you start getting things that are more common. And thus, you know, bronze. Bronze is a common type of metal. So you get... Right now, we're in effectively the Silver Age because it's beca- it's exploded and it's a more accepted and... Um... <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I took Jesse's just being cheeky. Uh, Jesse comes from the Sudden But Inevitable Rebop podcast. We go live every Friday to talk about Cowboy Bebop at 8.30 Mountain Time. Make sure to check that out, and you can see how cheeky Jesse really is. Yeah, nerds Spoilers. Pretty cheeky. <laughs> so then it's we a, get um, to... Yeah, sorry. We're I, Like you said, we were just going to go... Like just, we just keep bouncing around everywhere. So I yeah, I gotta ring guys in. So we get to the Loki's hideout at this point. There's a few sweet Easter eggs on the way. We see uh, the yellow jacket helmet. Mm. Uh, 
We get the Throg. Thanos copter. The Thanos copter. Yeah. Yeah. Throg was there in the dirt. Yeah, that was so um, cool. And I love, I love that it was, and the only reason I know this is because I watched a couple Easter egg videos, but it was like T301 or whatever was on the jar, and that's for Thor issue 301 uh, that features Throg. 375, I think. Is 375. The, I'm so. sorry. <laughs> like the days in the year. 365. I watched it five times. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I thought it was a really cool callback to there's when a lot of Thor details is locked up. There is. Yes. Yeah, true, for true. sure. And he's and, like in that glass tube in the first Avengers and he's like pinging off the walls. <clears throat> it was a great callback to that as well. I liked the Red Skull plane that you see in the dirt as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't Living tribunal head. Yep. I got it's the tribunal a, head. It's that weird thing they walk past with like a couple things hey, poking off at it. It almost looks like yeah. a cable antenna. Almost. Or, like oh, or an X-wing. Yeah. I, I, did, I didn't. I, I get what. Eh, I didn't really see <laughs> X-wing. Okay. I did catch the the building that blew up on Lamentus that was there. The, mm. the, mm-hmm. uh, the arc. Yeah. That yep. was sitting in the background in one of the scenes. That was pretty good. I didn't so, notice that. I saw the helicarrier yeah. with the Hydra symbol. Yeah. yeah. It, if you watch, there is a, um, there's an arc sitting in the background and it's all erect and it's probably a variant because it didn't get blown up by the meteors. Yeah, that's nuts. So there were yeah. so many things. And then you get down into their hideout. And one of my favorite things was well, okay, two, two of my favorite things. The Polybius machine, the fabled Polybius machine, the arcade game from the eighties that everyone thinks like controls your mind or kills you or whatever it is. And then I had Kid Loki. What? I hadn't heard about those in such a long time. I, like, I was like, oh my god, I remember that. I remember hearing about that. Like, wow. Yeah, fabled. There's only supposed to be one out there, and it's like, I don't know. But anyway, and then my other favorite part of this, Kid Loki drinking an Ecto Cooler High C. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, come on. It's great. Awesome. Freaking awesome. Kids Everyone don't else get is drinking wine. wine. Even the gator is drinking wine, and this kid is drinking icy. <laughs> yep. I, I like yep. how they're just drinking box wine. It's not even like good <laughs> wine. It's just cheap ass. You know, oh, we got this from Rock's Cart. <laughs> well, it's and they made sure box wine social. Like, they made sure that he like. I, I thought of that too because I was like, oh, because you can't just give him a cup and like explain that it's not him drinking wine because like Loki's lie and be like that's too much exposition for something pointless. So you give him something like that so nobody can make like any sort of underage drinking arguments. So like what a what a charming way around that little mm. like snake pit. Even, even though Loki as a kid is probably still what 80? Oh he's older than that. Time, time goes so slow there. Yeah like he's yeah. I don't know, but I, I, I love those. Uh, what were your guys' favorite like aspects of this, this whole scene? Like, I guess we could probably discuss this whole scene here. The, the story 
Uh, I like the story that boastful Loki was telling. Oh, uh, yeah, I slew, I defeated Iron Man and then beat Captain America. And my prize was the six Infinity Stones. And then the TVA showed up and, you know, got me. It's like, dude, you still have all the power of the stones while in your reality, right? <laughs> right. So they'd have to have some kind of power to stop you. Yeah. Um, I really like it's an issue, though. Maybe one stone, but all six. I would think even the TVA would have a trouble. They'd have to get the jump on you. Not if they just prune your ass. Oh, true. Just show up and, oh, too dangerous. Pruned. You know, I mean, don't say a word. You just walk and tap them with your stick. Walk out. Yep. Hmm. Mission accomplished. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I I don't think, uh, I don't think that's too crazy. I, I liked classic Loki, old Loki. I liked his explanation of how he got away from Thanos killing him. Yeah. My question yeah. is, where did his costume come in? <laughs> he made it on the the rock then, because must have. Yeah, yeah. his isolation. He's like, I need a very you know flamboyant and awesome costume, and this is what I came up with. Shit. Yeah. Also, right. William. William. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, using pin particles to make Hulk tiny would be hilarious. With a tiny little voice, Hulk smash! Oh man, that'd be that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you still retain God. your strength. Uh, we learned that you still retain human strength for being that size, right? So, in that right. Hulk strength, in that Simpson short, Ralphie is uh, Ralph Wiggums is the Hulk. <laughs> they, they, he's like, you're not nice. He starts smashing Loki. Oh, that was pretty God. good. I liked that. That was pretty funny. You're not nice, Sash Mask. I like uh I like Jesse's comment. He was naked, the costume was just an illusion. So you literally just have an old man running around in whitey tidies this whole episode, but we see the costume. That that's genius. Or and hear me out. He's wearing the same costume or he or he had to change his costume to wear a different one than our Loki, the Loki that we know, variant 1130. He had to change his costume as to not raise any suspicion. Because here's why. This is the scene when old Loki is talking about how... They're talking about taking down Eliath. And uh, old Loki describes him as a shark, Right? He says, it's like we're in a shark tank. Eliath is the shark. And then later on, when, when Loki makes his plan to kill him, they made sure to emphasize again, you said he was a shark. So, in one of my viewings, I decided to slow down the, um, the part where Sylvie connects with Eliath. She connects with him very briefly when she first gets to the void and you see like a crazy flash, right? And you, mm-hmm. you see the rock and you see the castle, but it's all really, really, really quick. So I slowed this down to 
basically nothing. And I found this. And this right here is me. This is me proving Jesse right that it is Loki. Um, well, what Loki it is, I am not sure whether it's the Loki that survived after Thanos in the wreckage or whether it's this old Loki, it's, it's not clear. Like it could be, you know, the same Tom Hiddleston that we know cat conjuring a old Loki just to, you know, throw off the scent. Um, but with old Loki being able to conjure an entire Asgard and, doing what he did i mean he was able to you know conjure every other loki that was there to battle president loki right so yeah. here we go when you slow this thing down you get this this is right beneath the um the the what the what would you call that the dome of the castle the yellow dome and if you look Roll close here. You see a shark right there. <laughs> a shark that's swimming around underneath the dome, keeping the dome separate from anything else. So my theory is that old Loki um, basically spoiled the surprise accidentally that he's the one in, in control. That's my that's my dead giveaway that it's that it's a Loki variant. You think Loki's narcissistic enough to put a shark on his tower? I think absolutely. <laughs> I think that's interesting, I, but I, I shouldn't even I, have to ask, but I really <laughs> think you're overlooking the Mephisto M's on that dome. <laughs> um I mean, they've been saying Mephisto up for three seasons of shows You're now. You're talking I mean, th this M right here? Yeah. 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 Each one is an M, you see? M, M, M. Oh, Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. Mother. Mobius. There it is. That's the spoiler right there. It's all the M's. Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. We only think he and went you know, back to the CPA. Maybe it is Mobius. Because Mobius is supposedly cloned 13 times or whatever it is. It could be, him, know. you know, like uh, trying to get rid of all the Lokis. I don't know who, whatever it's going to be and, and whoever it ends up being is going to be a sick reveal. And I don't think it's going to be as disappointing. I don't think we're going to get Ralph Boner this time. I really don't. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's going to be the worst if we do. Oh, the if we show up to the dome and it's just Ralph Boner sitting up there, like, what's up, guys? I got pruned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I um, like I did um, yeah, I did kind of see like a similar like line of thinking. Seeing the shark there—that's the first time I've like heard anybody like mention that. So that is like good catch, good eye. Uh, I hadn't noticed that before. Um, but all this talk of like Loki being like Loki being the big bad, I um, gosh, I definitely like. I feel like that might be accurate. And he even kind of told us like, he even kind of tells us uh, at the end when he gets uh, when he gets killed, and then they open the way, and you see like the castle in space. You actually see a little bit of space debris 
Everything floating around is stationary, but you actually see a little bit of space debris floating towards the castle. And it's mm, literally just told us that that's what he did. Hit his right. debris and floated away. Like, I don't know. That might be some gravity to that theory. Um, breaking news. Jesse has sent a professional Photoshop of that shot that I just shared. Um, and it reveals that it was Loki all along. So, <laughs> <laughs> whoa! How did we miss? It? <laughs> Speaking of missing things, if you're not on this live show right now, you are missing out. Make sure to join us live Wednesdays at eight o'clock Mountain Standard Time for this Marvel, and you can join us in the chat with Jesse with William. With everyone else that's in that chat, thank you guys for being here. Um, I think we're stronger yeah, I, than that. Thank you. Yeah, that's my that's my theory, though. That it's huh. old Loki. I mean, as soon as I saw that freaking shark, I was like, "Oh, I mean, that's it." Like, it Jesse, was so quick and so brief. But yeah. Jesse is saying, "Bring the shot back," because he's not kidding. Let's see if we can actually spell Loki from the cracks. Okay, I guess there's there's two different shots. Let me let me download this other one here too. Hang on, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay, so for those of us not watching right now, he uh, Jesse sent us a very professional Photoshop of this shop where he uh, he just crudely drew the letters L O K I over the top of it. And so that's what gave us our kick. And now he's sending us well, an guess- actual picture that looking at here yeah an l an o okay K, and then an i so if yep. you go back out yep yep that's, that's you know, the other one there it is yeah that's oh See? the how the changing letters at the beginning yep. of the show how they constantly change mm-hmm. yeah and wow this, that is that that O right there too. Looking at that O right here looks a lot like the O from Loki. Like the O, um, kind of like the, the Omega, opening. where it's got the yep the sigil opening. on the bottom over and then under. Yeah, this is wrinkling my brain. <laughs> we just called we're, it. Call, we're calling this shit right now on the goddamn Marvel Cannon Madness podcast. We're I'm about to I'm about to cut this video up tomorrow. And send it to everybody and be like, suck it. When it happens, <laughs> shock it, Trump back. We, we take a bet with every other podcast out there. <laughs> we call yeah. it first. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, it's, a, it's a good theory. And I really think, again, this is all this huge um, misdirect. Just mm-hmm. like everything else. Just a big misdirect just like just like sharon carter being the what what was she again roy tell me tell me again sharon carter yeah what was she again uh she's peggy carter's niece the power broker right yeah uh i don't know that character that's that's totally (laughs) you know a prune timeline i don't know if i was about to say i don't know if that's a real uh timeline we'll find out time will tell on that one yeah yeah, but either way, <laughs> I think it's just another misdirect. Mephisto, 
um, the power broker being anybody other than Sharon Carter. Like, but but what they do is put it right in your face. They put it right there. Like the episode Power Broker introduced Sharon Carter, the power broker, right in your face. Like the the yeah. whole you know wanda figuring out it's all her and agatha all along like that was all in your face with agatha always showing up at the most inopportune times you're like i mean yeah okay sure but like but every yeah. week we're like agatha what it like she definitely knows what's going on and then we're like but she doesn't know what's going on like what like, like i don't know i feel like every week we're flip flip flip-flopping on her like does she know what's going on or not and then it's agatha all along like <sighs> so again i think this is just another misdirect and if they do a, a huge misdirect like this they can never do it again the next series they come out with has to have some sort of big fucking reveal in it because that'll be the third time that every youtuber out there and reddit theorist out there and marvel <laughs> scientists or whatever they call themselves everyone out there will be just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but I don't know. They, 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 it's got to be. It's got to be Loki. So moving on from there, though, Owen Wilson is back. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, next scene that we get to is uh, after self-pruning, Sylvie wakes up and is promptly attacked. And that's when we get uh, that little clutch onto uh, Elliot there as it's chasing her. Right. Uh, and we get a pizza, a pizza delivery Jeep swooping up. And it's our boy Mobius. Um, what do you think about that, Roy? So speaking of clutch, did you notice that she woke up in the nest with a bunch of giant eggs? I didn't oh. notice <laughs> eggs. Yeah. Oh, but that's funny. Yeah, there's like giant. It's a giant nest that she landed in. Huh. And, Must have been uh, eggs of those weird ball birds. No, these were huge eggs. They looked mm. kind of like snake eggs, honestly. So maybe Elias' birthplace. But uh, or it's just a bunch of snakes because Loki has made this whole place and he loves snakes. That's true, but uh. <laughs> I, I also so when I saw the pizza truck, my immediate thought was, "Hey, that's the that's the pizza car from Toy Story." Pizza Planet uh, from, from Pizza uh, yeah, it Planet. Looked like it. it looked like it for sure. And now that you know Disney owns Marvel, Marvel owns or Disney also owns Pixar. It, it makes sense now. Uh, Toy Story confirmed part of the Marvel universe. Um, so, just saying. But, well, there was a snake in Woody's boot, so it's probably Loki. <laughs> there Confirmed. you go. <laughs> um, and then, uh, did you notice the license plate on uh, Mobius's pizza delivery Jeep? Yeah, it, I couldn't uh, figure it, out what what that was. Uh, it's a reference to Mark Runwald, the guy that uh, like wrote oh okay TVA in existence. Mobius in the comics his look is like based on him. Um, this is just a nice tribute to one of yeah. the dudes that got us where we are. For sure, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and, uh, so yeah, Sylvie decides uh, we're gonna we're gonna go fight Elioth. She like yeah, like instantly, instantly writes off Loki. Yeah, yeah. She gets in there and she's like, "Oh, he gone," and then she sees 
Owen Wilson, and she's like, ah, oh, cool. We're going to kill this thing. Cool? That, that good? Um, so just turn this car around, and we'll just go kill him right now. Yeah, take me around. And then uh, um, from there, we're back to the uh, Loki hideout. Um, they start arguing. Our Loki decides to dip out. And comes face to 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 face with uh like twelve other Lokis. Yeah. I love uh President Loki looks down. Which one of us are you? Right. Dude, I loved bike bicycle helmet uh Loki so much. He's got the handlebars. Yeah. Oh no, it was pretty close. It was good. That whole that whole scene of the loki's betraying each other too and like loki's just being loki's this is huge character development for our loki because he understands holy shit this is what i've been my entire life look at how stupid these guys are <laughs> he's uh, looking at and uh... so yeah and so him and old loki who also is just cursing them. They they dip out, you know, they they leave and on the way out old Loki's just cursing them. Another reason why I think it's old Loki and he's bringing all these other variants here to kill them. He's bringing them here to either kill them or keep them trapped here because he doesn't trust Loki's because he knows himself more than any other person. Good you know what I mean? So like he leaves and his his anger in that scene where he's like stupid maniacal backstabbing like just going off about how loki's will never change and how they're always going to be awful like this just kind of another giveaway that he's probably the one behind it like trying to get rid of all the loki's and maybe he's controlling the tva and creating you know clones of owen wilson are going to find different variants of these people and whatever also we get this scene in the midst of all this you get that scene with renslayer and b15 where B fifteen is behind in the jail cell, mm -hmm. and that and red actually, sparkling uh, stuff that she's behind looks very familiar to the gold sparkling stuff in the Asgard prisons. I so, mean, I guess it does. That's true. Force fields, you know, like, look like force fields. All right, so when but it's very, you know. Okay. When this scene happened, this was kind of a killer scene for me. Like it killed the mood because it just it was all like hype, 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 duh. And then it duh. goes right back to hype, 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 hype. Yeah, like drop. But I, I, I thought it was a point. Just had done enough. The only point of this scene was really like cementing for us that Renslayer wants the status quo. Uh, like she's like, well, yeah, I'm I'm gonna find him too, and. I mean, clearly, she just wants to find them so that she can, like, get things back to the way they were. I feel like she doesn't really care that they took her life away. She just wants things to be, like, on the straight and narrow. Um, so I don't know. I feel like she's definitely uh, going to come into play in this next episode. Can't forget about her. Well, no, and you can't forget that Renslayer was what the girlfriend of Kang in the comics. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. There's another red herring. Just just putting that character in here makes everyone lose their goddamn minds. Yeah. That it's gonna for be for sure. As soon as she showed up, everybody was 
Stephen Kang, so like I knew what they were doing. Even I was. I did, we um, were on this show. We were doing Kang Watch. I have a freaking thing on the bottom, like a, a little tag that says Kang Watch because we were doing that Kang all Watch. season. But I, I can't anymore. I can't anymore. I just can't. <laughs> can't anymore. I, I did love during the Loki fight scene. Um, our Loki literally like dances and tiptoes his way through the fight scene. Like he's literally just like he's avoiding it. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I love that they did. Uh, well, like Gator Loki and Kid Loki did uh, get help. Just chuck the gate <laughs> yes. at somebody. Yes. Those were like the uh the illusionary ones though. Yeah. So right. Here you also, go. Here's a question from William real quick. Since Loki's such a naturally good liar, could he pass a lie detector test? Uh well probably. I would think I he's yes. the god of the god of mischief. It comes naturally to him, like he's not he literally believes he what he's saying, so I think it depends. I feel like I feel like at first, like without thinking about it, I was like, well, yeah, of course, absolutely. But then I think about that train scene. <laughs> and I, I just I don't know, man. Uh, he like that dude could not bluff his way out of a paper bag. Yeah. Um and then trying to lie to uh lie to the wife of the old man. Like he's oh, a, yeah. got himself blasted. Yeah. I mean, thinking back, he's not a good liar. He like he's really obvious when he's lying. He just like lucky he's got illusions and projections. Like that's yeah. that's how he deceives people. He's not even really good at lying. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't. You say no. I I, I say I he does good. not pass a lie detector test without magical aid. I do want to point out that I almost took for my quote of the show. I almost took the moment that Logie got his hand bitten off and screamed. That was almost my quote is the scream for, like a, for a full 10 seconds. Like it was and then, pretty priceless. I love how like once the, the clones are conjured and they're all fighting again, the alligator is back on president Loki and he is screaming uh, on the floor, rolling around with the gator. Yeah. I gator was probably the best character of this entire show. I loved the Peter Pan reference there. Like Gator instantly going for the hand. Just mm. yeah. And he did it to Boastful him. too. Yeah, he like, did. Yeah, he, he went straight for the hand. Yep. He's uh, Boast just went to go like tear oh man, that was crazy. That was crazy. Oh, fight. he went for the disarm technique. You mean yeah. the split your jaw in half technique? No, the disarm. Oh, technique. oh. <laughs> Hey, bad joke. <laughs> well, it's been real, guys. Uh, I had a great time on the show tonight. Um, <laughs> that's strike number three for Roy. It's a dad joke watch. So after uh, after they get away from the Loki fight, um, our Loki convinces the other two to uh, take him to Eliath. Uh, they say they're not going to help him fight Eliath. They're just going to take him there. Uh, mm hmm. And so we've got Sylvie and Loki heading to the same location. Will they meet up? Yes. They meet up literally like 60 seconds later. Uh, they they yeah. No build up at all. It's just like, oh, there's a car coming. It could be cannibals. And I was like, I mean, it's clearly Sylvie and Mobius. So like, yeah. So it's nice 
getting the reunion, get our main characters back together again. And this was Roy's shot too. And uh, shot of the show. Like I loved the um, connection that you see between Loki and people. Like he's never, uh, he's talked about it this whole series that he's never had any connection. And then you got Mobius and Sylvie there and he's like so ecstatic to see them. And yeah, you get the, you get the conversation between Sylvie and Loki and in the other area inside the little hut, you have, Kid Loki, oh, old I, Loki, and Mobius talking as my well. Man. My man. I, I skipped over that whole thing. I, oh, you're fine because this <laughs> this leads up. It once again, it was them being like, I, I, I don't know how to do this. Yeah, I'm, I'm. What is this? Uh, uh, should we kiss? Should we hug? Should we shake hands? You know, you want some blanket? <laughs> yeah, like magic wave blanket. Uh, she, I, 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 I lost my shit, but she's like, it's not very snuggly. It's like, <laughs> it's like not just she's snuggly, giving you the cue, Yeah, she did. She did say Once that. Once again, Loki, it's okay. It's just a form of masturbation. Uh, I mean, that was my <laughs> argument. Yeah. My uh, argument. It's, it's so strange <sighs> to see it because it's like, it's in your head and you're, any interaction with them is immediately jumping to like, is this wrong? I did. Uh, I did sure. gloss over. Uh... <laughs> I mean, they're not. I don't think. I think it's probably less wrong than anything else, because they are in a completely different universe. So, you know, in our universe, in our world, everyone's kind of technically related in some way or another, according to the Bible, and and really in history, like we're pretty much just all a bunch of incestual creatures. But, like, if you're from a totally different universe, there's not even any sort of real way of that happening. Plus, what better person is, isn't that every, every like, misogynistic dude's dream is to just be with themselves? Like, this is perfect for Loki. The more I've thought about that, yeah, it's kind of gross at first to be like, oh, Loki and Loki, they're kind of, you know, gross. But I think, I think it's, it's a little bit, less gross than we may we may think i don't know there's maybe there's worse there's worse pairings in the real world like have you seen some of the royal family bloodlines like look at what i'm saying look at like different ones like not even not calling out any specific one like just look historically at bloodlines of royal families in different locales like i i think Alternate dimension person is pretty far off. You're good. But, uh, I'm saying though, like, there's no way. I don't know. Somebody's got a flirking around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we did. We skipped over the boat. Uh, so before the car pulls up, uh, our, the three Lokis yep. are sitting there and they see the uh, battleship blip in. Uh, that was the USS Eldridge, uh, made famous by the Philadelphia experiment, where. Uh, it was claimed oh, okay. that it, like, oh shit, my, sorry, my cat's caught on my cords. Shadow. <laughs> Dang, cat. <laughs> Flurking. Wow. Careful. Sorry, she, she like literally caught herself caught on my cords. Nice. All right. Okay. She's it's okay. Trev, Trev does that all the yeah. time. Well, she used to. She doesn't much anymore, but. Uh... That was funny. Okay. So, sorry. Anyway, well. <laughs> The so the USS Bridge, the Philadelphia experiment, um, 
apparently like turned invisible. There's some like claims that it teleported. Um, so it was like this little Easter egg, like in some time that thing like actually did something and got pruned for it. So I thought that was pretty interesting that the battleship they chose was that one specifically. Didn't the, sh- the ship disappeared in real history, didn't it? Like, I thought it was to do with Bermuda so, right. Triangle. This, think, is, right? this is just from what I remember was it was like a cloaking device test. It wasn't trying to teleport or anything like that. It was just supposedly a cloaking test to get past like Russian, uh, Russian sonars and all that kind of stuff, I thought. Right. So the conspiracy theory is that they were doing tests uh, on like cloaking slash invisibility technology. Um, there were claims that the boat teleported to New York from where it was originally. Uh, there were claims that it like disappeared entirely for like several minutes and then a- reappeared and like crew members were fused to the deck and stuff. And like, oh man, that'd be. That'd be pretty rough. Uh, But all of this is just like, I don't know, it's pseudo history. It's like conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. and pseudo history. Uh, There's, you're not going to find any like real hard facts. I don't think about. Yeah. It's, I think it's been quote. Yeah. I think it's like a deep conspiracy theory, but it's still a Mm -hmm. widely spread story. It's like the, the it wasn't planes that crashed into nine eleven theory. It was you know laser beams from Jewish space lasers or something like that. Yeah. Um, what? I what never is, heard oof. that theory before. But no, okay. no, no. There, it, you don't know about the Jewish space lasers? I'm gonna need you to Google that after this show. Uh, yeah, but that's like off you're the host. Topic. I you out right now. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a whole different topic, but yeah, no, that's like some crazy theory that QAnon, people were spouting. QAnon stuff. Oh, good. Well, let's move on from that. Fun- yes, funny read. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, they have their conversations, and now they're going to fight. What's his name? Eliath, right? So after all this stuff is done, now Mobius drives them up to this hill. To go fight Eliath, where everyone decides to bail. Mm-hmm. Well, not yeah. everyone bails. Yeah, I, I liked when Sylvia and Loki were cuddling. I kind of ship them. They're a cute couple. They have good chemistry. I think our Loki is genuinely a changed man. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. Sylvia is sus. She's super sus, and I feel like she's going to do that Loki thing because... And betray him. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I feel like Sylvie gonna do Sylvie gonna be Loki, and just yeah. So I don't know. It's gonna be a crazy Sylvie. reveal, crazy twist. There is gonna be something nuts going on because if Sylvie's bad, then she's working for someone, and if she's working for someone, it's the man behind the curtain in the castle, mm. and like she's if you know maybe she's working for Kang. Kang, watch. It's well and. We go Possible. Back Maybe Kang's home. imprisoned by the TA. And so Sylvie is taking out the TVA to free Kang. And she's um, just feeding our Loki a ton of lies. Who knows? What were you trying to say, also, Roy? I'm sorry. 
No, you're fine. We also need to go back to the whole line that they have said multiple times during the series is where Loki is, well, he's the god of outcasts. He is made to make other people reach their potential. Who's to say that, you know, Sylvie isn't the bad guy that's to make Loki reach his true potential or old Loki. So that's yeah. it's making me yeah. start I'm I'm starting to believe Josh. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm starting to Yeah, you know, old man Loki's only there to make our Loki a hero. Yeah. And isn't that how it went in the comics too? Fulfilled. That is a that is something that happens during like the uh Loki agent of Asgard story. There's like See, there's an your old twist. man Loki. Yeah. There's your twist. Old man Loki is has created the TBA to kill all these other Lokis to make our Loki an actual hero. There's Loki's gonna do what Lokis do. <laughs> Loki's a Loke. Yep, yep, yep. Um. So before we get to the big battle scene, um, we have the hug and all that. But is there anything else that we skipped over? Uh. The only other like thing that might come back later is uh, Mobius saying he doesn't remember an alligator Loki, so like maybe that's not that's right. an actual that's Loki right. variant. But like, I don't know. It just doesn't know. mean no, that this, he's the one that pruned him. This would also right. I also had that theory. thought. I was like, because there's more, there's more than one person going out pruning people. Like we saw Renlayer going out pruning. We saw uh, C20 pruning, B15 pruning. So like, there's more than one person that goes out and prunes. So like, that doesn't necessarily mean it's not a Loki. I just thought like, thought it was interesting. That they paid lip service to that because like, it's kind of like Chekhov's gun. Why would you hmm. write in a gun over the mantle if you're not gonna have it go off? I almost thought of Roy? one. I almost forgot about one really crucial conversation between Sylvie and Mobius while they were driving around, and that was, you know, Mobius talking about uh, what he did and it being because he thought he was doing the right thing, and then Sylvie saying, "Oh yeah, killing little girls and you know, deleting worlds is." the right thing. And he's like, well, I remember you doing your fair share of uh, annihilating. And she's like, well, yeah, I was basically doing the right thing. And he's like, uh, potato, potato, you know, it's all about conviction. Who's evil, who's right, you know? So yeah. I, I think they came to a very basic understanding of each other in that little scene. And it instilled that like, okay, you know, we're not that different. We were doing things based on our conviction. And I didn't try to delete you, so don't hate me. Because yeah. it was Renslayer yeah. all along. All along. I mean, they could all be villains. That's the beauty of this show is every single one of them could be villains. So what? Uh, Even Kid Loki. What if it's what if it's Kid Loki? He's the one that's up in the tower. <laughs> Flame and sword, Possible. by the way possible that would, uh, that would be funny <laughs> yeah this is uh our tearful goodbyes uh the bros the bromance is split up uh sylvie mm. gives mobius her tempad the one that she got from runs there uh 
So Mobius takes off. He offers to take the other Lokis with them, with him, but decline the offer. Um, I think they had said that Kid Loki actually came from this timeline, but I feel like I just misinterpreted the line earlier where I think about it. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. Old Man Loki and Kid Loki say that this is their home and that they don't want to leave. It's his kingdom, he said, yeah. Yeah. But the more I think about it, I don't think that means that this was his time. I think that just because they call him their king. Maybe so. he was the first Loki to arrive in the void. And I thus... think he's just the only one that finished off Thor. And they respect the hell out of that. Mm, maybe. Hmm. I, I respect the hell out of that. <laughs> Me too. Pretty impressive. I'd love to find out how. I wonder if it was the way that he like described in Ragnarok. He disguises himself as a snake. a snake. Of course, he knows that I love snakes. He picks me up. He said, ah, it's me. He stabbed me. <laughs> what if that action murked off? Could have been the end for Thor. He, he did say that happened when they were kids. So that's true. That's a good thought. Mm-hmm. And so we, uh, yeah. so we approach the climax. Um, well, everybody parts ways. The other Lokis take off. Mobius takes off and... Kid Loki leaves our Loki his sword, uh, which could possibly be the sword of Sigurd, which is also the sword of truth from the uh, Loki agent of Asgard series. Uh, Pretty cool if it is. Um, So we'll find out about that later on, I'm sure. Uh, Yep. Our Loki Loki and Sylvie. Turn them in the dome. They get up there, and Kid Loki's like, Give me my sword back. You know, something else that makes sense there, too, is how they talked about uh, summoning the daggers. Well, it looks cool. It's an, it's a waste of magical talent. Like it takes a lot of magical talent to create corporeal things. Well, now Loki doesn't have to do that because he has that sword. That's... So to fight, maybe he'll be able to use more of his magical talent and develop it. Maybe. I think he's more saying it's like... It's crutch. Yeah. Like if you're... Wa- yeah. It's like instead of training with gravity turned up, you're training with the gravity turned down. Like you're not you're you're not relying on your magic because you have that in your hand. It's like if you're holding mm. a gun, you're not gonna rely on your martial arts. Like, you know. So I feel like that's I don't think the like, the daggers actually hurt their abilities innately. I think it's just a matter of like they don't practice their magic as much because they rely on having the weapon. True. Yeah, Loki totally mm. doesn't need his staff now to enchant. Now that he's learning, he's getting a crash course from Sylvie. Well, he kind of, you know, this is this is a fun fun thing too because now he's learned how to enchant, which we know he learned how to do that in Thor Ragnarok too. When he dives into Valkyrie's memories and sees her past and like her memories that he's basically enchanting her. And so I've, I've been just kind of thinking about it, like the end of the show, you know, like what's going to mm-hmm. happen to Loki? Is he going to die or whatever? I think he's just going to get put right back in the exact same spot that he was before. He's going to pick up the Tesseract and just hand it to Tony and then go to Asgard like but he'll know how to he'll have gone through this whole adventure he'll remember everything that happened but he's going to be put back in his timeline 
and now he's he'll have the the power to enchant and stuff. That's kind of a way to explain it, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also a way to clip the branches as uh, Bruce and the Ancient One talked about in hmm. Endgame. I don't. I do, honestly, I don't think they're going to be as clip happy as you think they are. I. I think what are you this talking is, about they're pruning people this whole season. <laughs> I, I understand that, but we know that we're leading to the secret wars. So yeah. I mean, we know that we're gonna get variants, and we have what if coming up. I think there and they talked about the great uh timeline war and how there was multiple sacred timelines. I think that right. you know we we see the actual multiple timelines going into the multiverse of madness. So there's still probably some timelines that'll be left over that. Oh yeah. You have to Uh, control. uh, I think afterwards the TVA is going to be like, we can't control every single one. We have to clip the most dangerous ones, but uh, he stepped on a frog at the wrong time. That's not that bad. Right. You know, I think clipping timelines at all is like a super presumptuous thing that's like going against nature. Like if like if the science of your reality allows for multiple realities and like there's multiple different realities that are like if you if string theory is real and there's like multiple branching realities for every decision you make, that's the natural flow of things and there's no there's no rhyme or reason to any other timelines you just let them play out because that timeline mm-hmm. plays out and who cares you're on your own timeline um i mean like sometimes you can hop to another timeline but that's like its own isolated thing like that's somebody talking to another timeline i don't feel like uh i feel like the tva clipping branches is unnecessary and it's totally like like i honestly don't understand like why they would care it's about recruit branches like this yeah yeah the secret it's like to recruit sacred timeline thing doesn't make sense there's like you're never going to be able to trim all those branches like the Mm-mm. but it's it, the whole it, nature that's the whole nature of the multiverse like anything's possible because like yeah. there's infinite extra realities for this podcast where we all said like a slightly different word like there's no way to i don't know there's no way to clip all of them like if you if you accept string theory as a as a scientific fact, like that's just a fact of nature at that point, and those branches exist, and you have. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like I don't know. It's just like, but I think old... I think what 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 the multiverse of madness comes into play is people jumping from timeline to timeline to timeline. That's where Strange is going to have to like fix things because you know something messed up, but. There's a yeah. really cool storyline in uh, the new Avengers comics uh, where like from all the time traveling that they've done, they kind of like messed up reality. So all these different realities are colliding and like destroying mm-hmm. both realities at the same time. Um, so that's like, that's kind of interesting. That turns like, that's, a, that's one way that other timelines could become a threat is if like, they're somehow overlapping and destroying each other. You would want to preserve yours and have as few close to you as possible. Uh, that's really the only like motivation I could see behind even 
caring about trimming stuff other than recruiting like Roy had said that's a good theory too doing it for the sole purpose of recruiting mm-hmm. because Loki's aren't going to fall in line so that's why there's so many of them there um, but I just want to point out you know to those who don't watch the live show uh, when you watch the live show if you have noticed we've had a variation on every episode of the Loki reviews We've had the Wonder DM in episode one and slowly alternated hosts every session. So who knows the what the DM, next... He was my favorite variant. He needs to come back. <laughs> uh, well, we got to have a bet. And I think we, uh, <laughs> we should take bets on the end of the show on who is going to live and who's going to get pruned. I think that would be a good bet, you know. See if your see if your character that you hope is gonna die dies. Nah, I think we need to make a more long term bet that we can stew on for a little bit. So we will get something, but I feel like we need to make a movie bet this time. We need to make a bet with Spider Man or a bet with Doctor Strange or something like that. Something that we can stew on and people can can you know theorize with us and we can yeah yeah okay okay think i think we'll have to reach that. out to the twitter verse and yeah. see what people think on there is a good bet for uh for us to take down and then we have to figure out what the reward and punishment is um <laughs> as i've already suffered one of the punishments uh hopefully it's you know not too tight man it's gonna be wonderful to see Wonder Roy again. Oh, no, it won't be Wonder Roy. It'll be a, it'll be a different costume. Maybe you'll get uh, uh, the Scarlet DM in all leather bustier. Hmm. You don't want me to look good, <laughs> man. I don't know. Come on now. <laughs> um, we have not cosplay. even talked about this battle. We have not talked about the. Um, the huge, huge battle between Elioth and Loki and Sylvie. It was one of the most epic things I've ever seen on TV. And good on them for making this on a dark planet with a dark background because there was so much CGI, but it was so good for a TV show of this caliber. Like, Man, they really pulled all the stops for this last scene with with the the big fight with Elioth, with old Loki creating uh, Asgard uh, out of thin air, like which mm. again yeah. kind of makes me believe that he's probably an illusion himself, especially when he gets eaten by Elioth. Like, yeah, okay, yep. It looks so my real, so but... I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Asgard is an illusion. Remember in the first or second episode, Loki explains to Mobius and the other guards the difference between an illusion and a projection. I'm thinking mm-hmm. that Asgard itself, if we're, if we're buying into the theory that Loki, that he, that classic Loki is the big bad. So I'm like operating under that assumption. So like I think that Asgard that he conjured was an illusion but the classic Loki standing there doing the conjuring 
was a projection because he's capable of making a projection so convincing that even the mad Titan believed it. So I'm mm. thinking that like, that's a projection of classic Loki sitting there. Um, conjuring up an illusion of Asgard because like illusions are a lot easier to create than a projection and if you only need to like focus on that one believable projection the illusions are just you know that's nothing him oh that that Uh, it looked like a struggle be the whole void could be an illusion including Elioth himself hence why he pulled Elioth away from Loki and sylvie because what? that could be an illusion itself if you remember back to when they're opening up the um the the sewer hatch he opens it up with magic he doesn't open it up with his hands he opens it up with magic and you see the the glowing green around him like mm-hmm. i feel like there were some giveaways that there's a lot of magic being used here but it's a very very powerful loki that's trying to be the one and only Loki to rule over all Lokis. And he's drawn them all to the void via the TVA. And he's trying to kill them. I was on your point until you just said that. And here's why I think that. I uh, All right. So here's why I think that is because the entire time, uh, during this episode, anytime they come into contact with the other Lokis, he's like, "They're all that we do is backstab and cause pain." Maybe he's doing this whole thing to recruit Lokis that can actually live up to his standards. With them actively well, going out, maybe that's why they defeat Aloth. They're coming in, and he's like, "You two are the last two timekeepers." Aside from Kid Loki, you know, and maybe, you know, that's a very good point. Either way, he's still the villain and he's still pulling Lokis out of their timelines to put them there to test them. Some sort of Hunger Games Loki shit. Mm -hmm. And obviously he would still, you know, he'd be like, Loki, join me and together we can rule the timeline. Blah, blah, blah. And as we saw in this episode, Loki didn't really think about ruling uh, making yeah. him happy and so. I don't think like I don't think that kid Loki passed the test because he gave up on trying to escape he just wanted to survive at that point so yeah, lazy. Think class- he started drinking ecto yeah. coolers I don't think classic Loki you know classic Loki looked at him then and was like you're not you're not a what I'm looking for so right. you're a good kid but you can eat shit and uh then he then you have sylvie and our loki come in and they're both you know amped up and they're like we can do this and he's like i like these two yeah Mm -hmm. i'm gonna break my illusion for him and you know let him in um i'm I'm gonna try and find it right now too but i would like to point out the there's one scene in the trailer that we haven't seen yet and it is the scene where loki is on a throne of sorts and it's in this castle um almost like the big bad is showing him everything he wanted in a bid to recruit him correct i don't think i saw this one 
Um, I'm going to try Mjolnir. Yes. And I, I will try to find this as, as we continue to discuss. But yes, there is one shot in one of these trailers that shows Loki on a throne in some sort of castle. And uh, we haven't seen it yet. So assuming it's... I think it was in that newest preview. Hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, I mean, we're... we're oh, I got it. I fucking got it. Booyakasha, cool. my friends. Here it is, right here. So this is the scene that we have not seen yet, and it is Loki on this giant throne. And mm-hmm. that's clearly Tom Hiddleston. Let's see if I can keep playing it here. And there's him. Here we're going through the... We haven't seen that is, either. Nope. This is obviously going through the castle. They're just getting mm-hmm. into the castle. Things are broken in there. Purple. A lot of it's purple. I don't know if you noticed that, but purple magic. And Agatha all over. Agatha. So <clears throat> anyway, those are the those are the two things that we haven't seen yet. Him walking through the castle uh, during and then that giant throne room. So also that is not uh, during Asgard's that scene throne in the room. Correct. No. During no, that scene, not. he's got uh, Mjolnir and uh, Sif is there, as well as Volstag. Um Probably the other two warrior three, I would imagine. Yeah, they don't. Uh, we'll see. They don't really uh, go into detail here. But if you look really There's... closely, hold up. If you look, really, I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm really. This, I'm just so excited for for episode six, and I want to see. You know, that's what I'm saying. That's Mobius. That's Sylvie. That's Loki looking at motherfucking King Loki, dude. It is all right there. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's <laughs> We just spoiled the show. Oh my god. Maybe. Oh. And so the I rock like how the throne looks like on, his horn. Yeah, the the rock that he's floating on is where he drifted. The old man telling his story is a play on this Loki again. I still think it's future Loki, future from from our universe here. I think I think it's future Loki after Endgame. He floats around for a few hundred years in space and then finds this rock, creates the TVA, goes back in time to save his timeline. Loki still be a villain, but I I believe that's that's kind of where we're at here. Um, that's that's kind of my 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 end cap to that theory that it's that it's a loki hmm. it is that it is the loki from our actual mcu that hid himself in the debris and floated through space um and obviously this loki says that he got lonely he missed his brother and after thor ragnarok um you could see that there was more of a connection there and that Loki and Thor were starting to become more brotherly. So mm. sitting there in space for hundreds of years, thinking about what could have been kind of will eat you away, I would think. And then, you know, you get to your, this rock, he just finds a rock that he decides to conjure a palace up at. And, you know, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll find out more about how, you know, if my theory is correct, I'm sure we'll find out more about how it's um 
how he made the TVA and stuff. And Jesse, you could be right. He could be working for Kang. This, uh, you know, it could be a big thing where he's working for Kang. But essentially, the the villain of this particular show is going to be Loki, and more specifically, our Loki. I'm done. I'm done. Mic drop. I'm out. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good theory. Well, uh, man, I'm excited to see uh, how that plays out. Yes. Yes. Um. <laughs> anyway, we're we're getting we're getting like really really long here so let's just wrap this up real quick just the the thing obviously we need to get into the ratings we need to get into the black widow talk we need to get into uh the what if trailer we got probably about 20 minutes worth of show left um but to wrap it all up they obviously they enchant after old loki makes his his asgard they loki and sylvie enchant uh Eliath. see the castle they walk through this portal that they've created to go to said castle. So that's the end of the episode. No after credit scene. Um, a couple of the like credits changed a couple of the pictures. I feel like changed a little bit, um, but there was no end surprise or anything like that. So uh, when they first open up that portal and you see the castle right after old man, Loki reduced to a, you can actually see like all the stuff floating is stationary, except for one piece of space debris actually like floating towards floating. the castle. Yeah, yeah. and but, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting. So like, if if the old man Loki theories are true, that could have been him like hiding himself as space debris again. Yeah, could be, or he's just chilling on his throne in this awesome castle. And conjuring his spells because he's Just the most powerful the Loki time. ever. Yeah. yeah. It's very I, true. I mean, and, and I, I really feel like a lot of people are going to be super disappointed about that. They're <laughs> going to be like, this whole show was just about a Loki. And I'm going to retort to them and say, the name of the show is Loki. We weren't watching, Gang. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, that's all I that's all I have. I feel like we have covered all of the Easter eggs. Um, so that's all that's all I have for notes. Ch only other Easter egg that I didn't mention. Yeah, only other Easter egg that I didn't mention. Uh, the episode title is Journey into Mystery, which uh, was old school comic that like back before Marvel was Marvel. Uh, they were Journey into Mystery uh, under a different company. And uh, that was like a lot of no, like they... old Thor and Loki uh, stories were under that imprint. So it was a nice, uh, nice little throwback to the old school. Yeah, I, it wasn't it where he like got where they debuted Thor and Loki. Wasn't that so, kind nah, of they might have debuted in Test to Astonish. Not a hundred percenter, but it might have been okay. Journey into Mystery. So, like it, it, it was one of those two for sure. Okay. Well, what's next on the list, Chip? Uh, so next on the list, I think we're gonna just make some Black Widow predictions. Or no, we have to give our ratings for this episode. Oh wow! 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 Factor. Wow! Wow! Yeah! Wow! 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 
This is a nice boat. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I can't help it. Wow. Yes. It's it is time wow. for the wow factor. Um you know, I uh I want to hear from Roy first. How many uh how many wow did you give it, Roy? How many wows? How many gators did you give uh, it? How many gators? Uh I would give this episode it was pretty it was a pretty quick paced episode. Kept me on the edge of the seat the most of the time. The only scene that really dropped me out of my immersion was the Renslayer B15 moment. Um I would probably give this I'm going to go with a 9.25. 9.25. Because it's right on the cusp of being just got me going the whole time. But I don't know. The the conversation with Renslayer, those scenes at the TVA kind of broke my, broke my immersion a little bit for me. It just, it slowed the pace down and some of it felt like clutter to me. But all in all, uh, soundtrack for the this this episode, the acting was on point. Uh, Richard E. Grant is amazing. Old Loki, Alligator Loki, funny as shit. Um, there's so many points that it had on it that made this episode a great episode. All right. Yeah, I I'm gonna up that Annie a little bit and go with. 9.5 gators. Uh, this, is, this is my favorite episode so far of this series. Is this one right here. Because of all the awesome fan service. And God, the more you think about it, they're doing this because none of it exists. Because none of it exists. Because it's all conjured from Loki. All of this <laughs> stuff that we're seeing. All of it. Conjured by Loki. 9.5. All right, count it. Uh, oh man, so shockingly, I disagree. I feel like I did not enjoy this episode quite as much as some of the other ones, which is odd. Uh, it was Easter eggs. Like there, Easter eggs are cool, but when the entire episode is an Easter egg hunt and you get like five minutes of actual exposition. I'm a little more iffy on that. Uh, so I feel like I'm giving it an eight. Okay. That's uh whatever. Whatever, man. You're wrong, but it's fine. <laughs> I, I've been wrong before. I'll probably be wrong again. <laughs> um, yeah, probably. I mean, you are wrong. So what's next? Now, now that we've gone through the wow factor, I know you wanted to do a little bit of a, a, a special talk about Black Widow, which comes out in about what two hours? Three hours. Right? About three hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you guys have any predictions? Were you pretty excited for it? I'm definitely. Uh, if I can stay awake, I'm definitely getting a watch uh, you know, in tonight. I'm. I'm gonna try while while we're talking about this in the chat. Give us your Black Widow predictions, Jesse William, Saifu Saifu Gamer Thirty One Sifu. Seafood gamer, 
give us your give us your predictions for Black Widow and what's going to happen and why Wyatt Russell is going to be the Taskmaster. Oh, I would be very upset. Uh. <laughs> I can't I can't spoil that for you. I looked it up earlier and it I it is a huge spoiler to even talk about it. Why would you no. look that up, bro? I, I wanted to know who played Taskmaster. Oh, get out of here. Because the people in England already saw it. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't think it'd spoil the movie, you know, knowing the actor. You know, did I still say it did. Like, I don't know. I've heard I've heard Taskmaster is like that one, but like I don't know. I'm still holding out. I feel like Taskmaster is a female. Uh so we'll see. That's, I think Taskmaster you know is Rachel Weiss's, is, is, but that's with zero context. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, <laughs> so my my uh, my prediction is uh, Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross will show up and recruit uh, White Widow. No, uh, who will recruit who was that? White Widow? Uh, you know, the, the one all dressed in white, it's not black widow anymore. Didn't you know that that's the variant white widow. Um, but <laughs> I think I just that got is Thunderbolt. on the, uh, thunder of it all. Th- th- did, I just hear, did I just hear a, a Thunderbolt watch? <laughs> a thunderbolt watch. Yes. Um, <laughs> if taskmaster survives, I think, uh, I think he's going to be picked up by thunderbolt i think they're going to recruit him or um the countess will show up mm. and recruit him oh and hey possible possible one think, of the uh, two i i think is building a team and that's why we got us agent now i'm building a team yeah they that's are a good theory building a team and then we're going to get the kid loki now that kid loki's been introduced we're on a young avenger watch as well yeah. White Widow is not a real that, thing, but... by the way. Yeah, I'm I know. about it. <laughs> no, I'm I'm answering Sifu's question. Oh, 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 I got you. <laughs> Dude, we've gotten we've gotten that a lot of young smart ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have gotten a lot of the young Avengers. A lot of young Avengers. Yeah. Um, um I am actually going yeah, to see I... Black Widow on Saturday in the theaters for the first time in a theater for a long time. Um, nice. I am extremely excited. I'm trying to stay away from all spoilers. It shouldn't be too hard because we got the sudden but inevitable rebop where I have to study up on Cowboy Bebop all day. So I'm not going to be paying attention to much Marvel things. But I'm, I don't want to make any predictions because I've been just cramming Loki down my throat for so long that I haven't even thought about Black Widow. Like, yeah, fair enough. And, fair and enough. The, and the fact that the fact that Black Widow is it was supposed to be released last year and it should be way in the past of the MCU right now. I mean, it's it just kind of, yeah. <sighs> that's know. a good prediction. Sifu. You think that's what made me think, think it's it going to die. Had. It's weird. I, I think black widow is too important to die when there's no way there's no, no way. They, they I think they kill her off in this movie. I feel like she survives this movie. Yeah. I, don't know. I would say she probably survives this one, um, and maybe maybe she goes out as a hero. Maybe she is like the key to, you know, 
surviving the apocalypse or some shit. I'm telling you, man, Black Widow ends the movie going to space with old man Steve. A scroll (laughs) replaces her. That's who jumps out in, uh, that's who jumps out of the cliff. Golden. TVA definitely pick her up at the end of the the movie. (laughs) Just prunes her at the end of the movie. Just like, hi, we're from the TVA. That that would be the (laughs) funniest I, I would be in shock, and at the same time, I would be completely happy with that. That would be a would hilarious be like, post credit scene for like Deadpool or something. Like, post credit scene, they just open up a door, prune him, blow up the entire timeline <laughs> of the movie we just watched. See you next time. Yeah, like, yeah Owen Wilson just pops out. Hey guys, uh, you remember me, right? Deadpool's like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Um, is that is that? Yeah, I'm excited chip? for it. We'll definitely, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for it. We'll definitely uh, get into it after everybody's uh, gotten a viewing in. I would say it's uh, so probably I think... it's probably going to be our first episode after Loki's finished. So after Loki, the season finale next week, we're going to be taking a week off. So I think after that week, we'll probably do a good breakdown on Black Widow. It gives us all a good amount of time to actually watch the movie because it is still new and it does cost money and we're all broke. And I understand that. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I give more like, of a spoiler leeway on movies. Dion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not broke. I'm paying for a trip to Colorado here in a week. Oh, yeah. No. Um, I'm coming down to Man. see Josh. Let's just do let's just and do a, a TMA special. Ricky and yeah. We'll just do a TMA special next fun. week for Black Widow with Roy in studio. That'll be cool. That'd yeah, be cool. Probably could do it. <laughs> I gotta see how um, the, the so. wife and my company would feel about me taking like an hour out to do that, but we probably could. They could be on the show, man. I got I got plenty of room and microphones. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. It's just a special MCM. <laughs> special guest star, I reckon. With actual, with actual family. Yeah. Yes. Eat your heart yeah. out, Vin Diesel. <laughs> Loki has illusions. I have family. God, I hate it so much. I hate it so much. There's some so fantastic memes. Uh, so I think with that, we were going to the what if trailer, right? Yeah, we're yeah, gonna end the show. Yeah, I believe we are. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're we're right there. So, yeah. Thanks again, everyone, for yeah. joining us in the live chat. Um, it's it was great to talk to all of you guys. Um, and for those of you that missed out on the live chat, we are always live Wednesdays at eight p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, follow us on Facebook at Marvel Can of Madness to know what actual dates we are live. You can also follow us on Twitter at MCM underscore Pod to also see all the times that we are live we do like to promote um chip's got the instagram over there at marvel can of madness and he likes to put the shots of the show on the instagram that we um have shared through the weeks so um i i did i did i get it all i think you did yeah no thanks for uh thanks for tuning in thanks for listening uh this is my first time at the hosting duty, so it's a little bit harder to keep these guys roped in than it seems. So, uh, <laughs> yes, thank you so much, tried. Chip, for hosting. It was, I, I like doing this rotating host thing. It's it's really fun. So, 
it is it gets a whole different point of view and like we said stay tuned tune in next issue maybe the variants will keep coming maybe might have some guests coming up soon uh we do have some guests coming up soon we got to hammer out details on that but we'll be uh We'll be uh, dropping some news about that shortly. Um, yeah, until then, uh, we're going to watch that What If trailer. I think uh, everybody's going to say bye. I'll see you next time, you marvelous monsters. Thank you for listening to Marvel Canon Madness. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Marvel Canon Madness. Send us your questions and theories on Twitter at MCM underscore pod and on Instagram at Marvel Canon Madness. Watch and chat live at twitch.tv slash TMA games or youtube.com slash twist my arm podcast. Marvel Canon Madness is a twist my arm podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this show are held solely by those speaking them.